Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour, friends, here on the Franchise 1077. I am Jared Gallagher. We're so glad you're joining us here this evening. I'm joined on the air by TJ Eckert, Spencer Drury, and Brendan Morris. Boys, uh, what do we want to talk about tonight? There's a lot going on in the game of golf. PGA Tour, Lucas Glover getting it done at the St. Jude Classic in Memphis for the second week in a row. He wins. He's at the top of the leaderboard. Beat Patrick Cantlay in a playoff. Um, you you want to start with that? It's FedEx Cup playoffs time. Yeah, you know, good for Lucas Glover. He's kind of sneakily getting into the Ryder Cup discussion with these back-to-back wins. Uh, I think right now he's 16th, if I, if I saw it correctly, maybe 14th. So he's outside the locks. He'd have to be a captain's pick. But imagine telling yourself back in April that, you got Brian Harmon, who's going to make it regardless, no matter what happens. And then Lucas Glover, I mean, is the hottest player on tour right now. Like that's that's where the American side's at with the Ryder Cup coming up in a little over a month. I, I don't see how you don't have him firmly planted, maybe in the lineup as a captain's pick. You want the Braves playing the hottest baseball going into the postseason. Lucas Glover is playing the hottest golf going into the postseason. I think he's got to be. Got to be in the discussion. He's playing great golf. He's, I mean, really not showing any cracks in his game. Those are the guys you want. I don't know why it's a discussion, you know? This is the time of year, and especially recently. I mean, give me that over somebody that, you know, won early in the year and kind of has been lingering ever since. I want the guys playing the best golf, especially if they're fiery and they fit the room. Like, that's what the Ryder Cup is all about. That's what you want. Like, that's it. Yeah. I would imagine it's a discussion because it's Lucas Glover and not a big-name guy. Have you guys thought about getting a lab putter after watching him roll the rock over the last uh, few weeks? Things are looking pretty good. He's cheating. Him and him and Bernard Longer, they still cheat. They still anchor. Dying on the hill. <laughs> there is you, that discussion. <laughs> do you think that Adam Scott is also anchoring? <laughs> no, I, they're not. But there's people out there, conspiracy theorists, who think that Especially Bernard Longer. They think that he's still anchoring. It's like, well, yeah, he's like 64. What do you want him to do? He probably has to anchor just so he doesn't fall over. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Let's let's just hope that if Lucas Glover is on the Ryder Cup American team, that they get some moisture-wicking pants for that guy. My (laughs) goodness. Yeah, that was a bad look. We need to get get our guy on with, with some Lululemon. ABC joggers, just just something else. I mean, I, how how do you how are you allowed to go out in something like that, especially in Memphis? I mean, heaven forbid you you know you play through Fort Worth when and during a heat wave or something like you just you have to be better prepared for that. Anybody that has played in the summer knows that. How does the guy playing at the highest level not? It's just was he was he wearing Dockers from JC Penney's? That's what it looked like. I mean it was it was <laughs> bad. Do y'all do y'all so here's a question. Do y'all test your gear before you wear it out in the summer? Because that's a very, very real thing for me. Do y'all test no. it as far as wicking you, you versus have to. absorbing what do you for us big guys you have to so we I, I ordered a couple of um a couple of Johnny O shorts a couple weeks ago and I got them and I got a, a really nice looking, it's kind of a, a Heather light blue pair of shorts and I'm really excited about them. And then I got them and they weren't like the, the finish. I don't know how to explain it. Like the, the clean flat finish that is you would expect out of moisture wicking pants. They had more of a kind of a Terry cloth feel, even though they were sold as 
you know, these are the best shorts for the summer. And so I actually got, um, you're going to make fun of me, but I got water and kind of soaked it with water to see if it was going <laughs> to absorb it or if it was going to sit on it and it absorbed it. And so like, now I can't wear those until October, November at, at the soonest, because otherwise <laughs> I'm going to be looking like Lucas walking around. Dude. Um, it's going to be bad. And so, no, I mean, that's a gotta... real test in July. We just lost like a 26 day, hundred degree plus streak today it hit 99 degrees today and it broke the streak i mean those are things that you have to consider in the summer i don't know how you play on the biggest stage and you don't think about that somebody from the south is not explaining that to him like hey you might want to change this up and and you know go with something else here are you not keeping gold bond in your golf bag i mean yes i'm keeping gold bond in my golf bag but man when it's 111 degrees heat index it does not matter what you're doing you cannot get the gold bond in fast enough it's it's you're too far gone when you step well, out of the truck. Well, he, here's my question is that how long has this guy been playing on tour and how long has he had the same uh, apparel sponsor? Yeah, it, it, this can't be a new thing, right? And admittedly, I don't it's not like I watch Lucas Glover play golf every weekend. Sure. Uh, but this cannot be a new thing for him. It's not like he just put on the first pair of pants that he found out of his suitcase and put them on on championship Sunday. You know, who makes a good pair of shorts is uh, Target. You guys are looking for some good, high-quality, low-cost golf shorts. Get you some at Target. The all-in-motion shorts, really good. So The all-in-motion just... shorts are a little short, though. You gotta. That, that's okay. They, well, for some of okay. you. It's the you, style. Yeah, you've got collegiate athletic thighs. I we thought don't. you were going to go somewhere else with that, and I'm glad this is the direction you took. I just, <laughs> I just cannot believe you're bringing up Target in this Okay. Political climate. Listen. (laughs) Anyway, so Link Soul is Lucas Glover's apparel sponsor. Oh, they're good. I'm seeing, and I yeah, I thought they were very good too. He must have like he must have had like a like his meeting pants. Maybe he's been on the road for so long that those were his. Those were his meeting pants. Conference room trousers. His Jay Monahan meeting pants. Have you have you guys ever had Link Soul stuff? No. So I I don't want to knock it. I've had a few of their shirts. They are, um, in my opinion, Link Soul. If you ever listen, please feel free to send me some stuff and I will gladly change my, my view. They are not my golf go-to brand. That's ever. okay. And, and the reason I've, I've ever had them, if you guys aren't Golfer's Journal uh, subscribers out there, I'll plug uh, Casey Bannon and crew out there. Definitely sign up. But with them, you they have a lot of uh, benefits with um, uh, Link Soul. And so you can get their shirts. They're great office shirts during like the fall and winter they're usually cotton not the polyester peter millar uh, summer comfort or uh turtle center anything like that so in in his defense i mean link souls it's a it's a golf brand but i don't think it's the type yeah it's a pacific coast brand they're literally california golf coast yeah and they're not they don't have the humidity that is obviously so prevalent everywhere else in the united states so um you know i Again, that sounds like a cop-out, but I really don't think it is. When you're playing in Memphis in the summertime and yeah. it's 8,000 degrees outside, yep. you know, maybe maybe give them a performance pant every once in a while. Let me... Uh, <laughs> let me. Uh, Our let listeners me... may not really understand. Like, if you didn't watch on... There Sunday, are people Lucas out there Glover. nodding their heads. There are people <laughs> well, out there nodding 100%. their heads. But Absolutely. those that did not watch on Sunday... <laughs> we gotta Google be, it. We got we to... Gotta, Cut it straight to the chase here. Lucas Glover had the biggest case of swamp ass I've ever seen on a golf course. 100%. <laughs> That's what we're discussing. And he won. Miles Davis he won a golf tournament. Pants is cool. 
He won the golf tournament. And he won. Is yeah. $3.6 million worth looking like he and pissed he can't, your pants? And he can't Absolutely. walk today. He 100%. can't walk today because he's so chafed. Here's the sweat. Let so. me let me get us. It's me... just, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's tough. <laughs> let me get us derailed. on the, let, let's get back this on the rails. Devolved. Let's get back on the rails. A couple things I want to point out really quick, golf related. So I here's part of the reason why I think he's playing the best golf in the world right now, most likely, but starting in April, 45th at the Bolero. Okay, he went cut, 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 T79, cut. That was all the way through June 4th at the Memorial. Okay. Then he finished T20 at the Canadian and then got cut at the Travelers. And then since the calendar turned July 2nd, T4, T6, 5th, cut, win, win. So, you know, playing really well right now. Didn't play well at the beginning of the year. I think that's probably the reason why uh, nobody's giving him love. Uh, How about this, too? Go ahead. Do you have something you want to say about? Yeah, it's. I was just going to say it's not like Lucas Glover in his career has been a beacon of consistency. No, any means. Yeah, totally agree. Here's a here's a guy too, and he's 22nd right now in the standing. So maybe this is why. Why isn't Taylor Moore getting more attention for a captain's pick? Didn't he top a drive though? I don't know. He finished T five, right? I'm pretty sure he topped a drive. That's probably the main reason. Um, no, I just you can't be topping a drive on the first hole at the Ryder Cup. I just, I just think, man, I, I love, I love golf. I love, you know, kind of the household names. But we get just so household name heavy that you expect Justin Thomas to be there. You expect probably. Jordan Spieth to be there. You expect these guys. And so when these, you know, and no, and no offense to any of them, we know they're listening, but when these no-name guys or these, you know, lingering guys that are always kind of just lingering around, oh, they're still on the tour, cool. You know, oh, they won the John Deere Classic, great. Like, those types of guys find something, and that's not, it's not like this isn't a, these are all pro golfers, you know? It's not like this is just some crazy thing. We just watch Ricky Fowler drop off the face of the earth and then charge all the way back. Like, this isn't a new thing that happens where these guys just find something. But at the same time, like, if there's a guy that's playing really well, I don't, I'm not, I'm just not into the discounting of him. Is he going to stay up and, sure. you know, I think it, I think it falls into everybody looking for the next Tiger Woods, where like, who's going to win the next 81 straight tournaments or win every other week for the next five years? Like, man, just enjoy it for what it's worth. And especially when it comes down to a Ryder Cup, especially when it comes down to, you know, the PGA championship, like, let's, you know, let's let's have some parody for once instead of oh cool, it's Ricky and Scotty and you know Tommy Fleetwoods has another empty top five. Like, give me somebody else. It's it's fun when the when the best guys are playing the best, but I'm not going to discount it when these guys are seemingly quote unquote coming out of nowhere just because they haven't been perennial winners. Um, I just I mean it it just seems like everybody wants the same five guys to win every single week, and it's just not just not entertaining if it's that way. <laughs> I think it does get tough, though. You know, I, I'm all in on the camp that I think Lucas Glover should be considered for uh, captain's pick consideration. Definitely. Um, and, but I, I think there is definitely two sides of that coin. You can go with the hot hand. You know, if you're playing basketball, you, you always want that game-winning shot to probably be in Steph Curry's hands. Or, you mm-hmm. know, if we're going Thunder-related, you probably want it in Shea's hand. Um, but at the same time, there is another level to Justin Thomas, no matter how poorly he's playing this year. We see it. We've seen it for the last five years with Jordan Spieth, who has not had a great last half decade that when they get in certain moments, man, those guys grab another gear. And it's, it's like, you know, you always know those guys that you play with week in week out that as soon as there's like a $5 wolf game going on, 
it just seems like, well, they're going to beat the brakes off me because now there's money that they think is worth playing for or something like that. And I think that those guys get in that mode to where, you know, Justin Thomas had a horrible season. I still not fully convinced he's not injured, but I would almost guarantee if he made the Ryder cup, he'd probably go undefeated. Maybe he doesn't win his individual match on kind of those, that last day. But if you especially pair him with, with Jordan, Spieth, then he's going to go off. They're going to go win six and five or something just ridiculous. Yeah. No, well, and I mean it's it's safe. You got to. That's why captains pickers are so fun because if they just took the top twelve guys, then you know it's kind of boring. And how's the room going to fit together? Oh, we missed one guy at thirteen. You know, I I get both sides of it, and I also get the whole LeBron theory where it's like, dude, I don't care about the regular season. Just get me into the playoffs. I don't care if I'm the eight seed. Just get me in there and and let's go. I'm going to yeah. get to at least the the finals, right? Um, so. I get both sides of that. And I think that's where the the captain's picks. I mean, I don't trust that they're going to get crazy with those, but I think you can find balance in getting a couple of guys that are hot and a couple of guys that have been there before. And all you got to do is get them the ball and set a screen and let them go. Like there's a good balance to that. Obviously chemistry plays into that too. Um, you know, I, I feel like that's a main reason that, you know, among others that are, there are certain guys that aren't in the discussion um, because they don't quite fit in the room. And I think everybody knows that. And so, you know, I get all that. I just, man, it's, I think golf is so much more fun when you have guys reinventing things and finding ways to win. If you told me Brian Harmon won when he's, you know, five, nothing and hitting two sixty off the tee, I would have called you crazy, much less that he won a major. Um, but it, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun that way. So, Luke, yeah. Lucas Glover's made two president's cup teams, one overseas, well, overseas. It was in Canada, one outside the United States and then one in the U S he went two, six and one. Uh, lost his singles match the first in, uh, there in Montreal, uh, and of all, um, so seven and oh nine. So he he wasn't a part of the team with anybody that's currently in the running for the Ryder Cup this year. The only person that had, well, not the only person, but the guy who was on two of those teams with him was Zach Johnson. So there's a little history there with those guys. I I don't I don't mind I don't mind him being there. I love that he's in consideration because he's the hottest player in golf right now. If you look at the locker room, and we don't have to go too deep into this, but if you look at the room that's in there right now, he would be the oldest by a pretty decent margin, I'm pretty sure. I don't know how old Brian Harmon is. He looks like he'd be a sneaky 35, 36-year-old. Like, I don't think he's 30. Like, I think he's a little bit older. So Lucas Glover is going to be significantly the oldest guy in that locker room, which is fine. Phil's been that way for a few. But yeah. it's just an interesting dynamic. Got always Brian Harmon is same age as Ricky. Brian Harmon is 36 years old. The balls makes them look older. Same, same age as Ricky. They're on the okay. Walker Cup together, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why Jared's 43. He just tells everybody okay. he's in their 30s. Uh-huh. Jared, Jared hasn't been ID'd for beer since he was 18. So <laughs> Glover's 43. Boys, congratulations. We did it. Never in my life did I think we'd fill an entire segment of the Red Dirt Golf Hour with Lucas Glover talk, but you did it. Bingo. Hey, let's get in a break. When we come back, we'll talk more golf around the state of Oklahoma. That's coming up next on the Red Dirt Golf Hour 1077, the franchise. Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Jared Gallagher, TJ Eckert, Brendan Morris, Spencer Drury in the house here this evening talking golf around the state of Oklahoma and a little bit outside the state of Oklahoma. uh, As our good friend TJ Eckert here on the show competed a little bit, had to go up to Kansas City to do so, uh, but we haven't heard how it went, TJ. You want to give us a rundown? Sure, yeah, very brief. People don't really care about my golf, and I didn't play well enough to warrant uh, a lot of airtime. I was one over through 11, had a par putt on 12 to stay at one over, and shot 79. 
Yeah. And this was in this was in the this was U.S. Mid Am qualifier. It was at Holbrook Mid-Am Country qualifier. Holbrook Country Club up in Leewood, just outside Kansas City. Freaking awesome course. Tom Fazio, really well done. Reminded me a lot of Golf Club of Oklahoma with giant multi million dollar houses around it. It was awesome. Really good golf course. Really tough. Uh, right around 11, 12, the wind started to pick up out of the north, mind you, in mid-August. And so it was blowing probably 15, 20 miles an hour. And I just, I had some good shots, just didn't finish. Uh, iron game is really bad right now. Brennan and I talked about that a little bit on our little uh, amateur tips, tricks for tournament segment that we put out. It's a pod exclusive. It's out there on the Franchise Network. And I think we've tweeted it out on our social. So give the, give that a lesson. That's kind of an evergreen Uh my iron's been really bad for about a couple months now and just haven't gotten them figured out. I think I was, so I was one over through 11 and I'd hit three greens. So, I mean, I was just, Ugh. I was just grinding like hell. And eventually you just can't sustain that for a long period of time. So uh good time. Great golf course. Uh, shout out to the people at Hallbrook for hosting it. It's funny, you know, I'm a, I'm a gentleman. So, I shake the hands of all of the uh, Kansas City golf. I think they're, I don't know what their organization's called, the Kansas Golf Association, whatever. Shook all their hands, told them thank you. Went into the pro shop and shook the hands of the guys in the pro shop, said, hey, appreciate you guys letting us come out. And they're like, yeah, no problem. It was a great time. And and I was like, man, it's playing hard. You guys have it playing pretty tough. And this guy had the audacity to say, oh, man, we didn't even play it that far back. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just flip you off and walk out of the pro shop. <laughs> I take back my handshake. I, I did not like it. So hey, well, congratulations on breaking eighty. We appreciate you I doing did, that. For, I, I did uh, not want on, on behalf of the Red Dirt Golf Hour. Didn't want to post the good old eight zero. Uh, quick shout out before we move on. Uh, Harley Abrams is from the Tulsa area or lives in the Tulsa area. Actually works for uh, Super Speed, I believe is the company. Is that the one with the sticks that make you swing faster? Yeah, speed, speed sticks, whatever. Speed, yeah, something like that. He works for that company. And Very good cool. player. Uh, he shot one under today. That got into a playoff, and then he got through. So Harley Abrams is on to the U.S. Mid-Am, so shout out to him. Very did, cool. We might have to have him on the show and talk about that experience a little bit. There you go. I was going to say, did you get us a, a discount code or anything like that? Have not gotten a discount code. However, I have talked to him many a times on the range while he's warming up. He's got those sticks, and it's it's a sight to behold. So <laughs> we'll see. Work sure on that while we're on the um, case of shout outs, I do want to give a shout out to our good friend Jared Black, not for anything he did golf related, but this weekend, guys, and excuse me, I know this is not really on brand for the Red Dirt Golf Hour, but Jared Black, uh, good golfer out of Gallardia there in Oklahoma City. He was a celebrity dancer at oh. Dancing for a Miracle, which is the, the gala that benefits the Children's Health Foundation oh. uh, at Embassy Suites in Norman, raised tens of thousands of dollars just for his dance alone ended up raising half a million dollars for the foundation and we got to watch jared black dance and it was awesome it good was for great. him yeah i think he did a tango so it was uh it was very oh. impressive hang uh, on hang on hang on no i have a bone to pick then oh boy you sent a picture from that event never mentioned you were in the oklahoma city metro area even <laughs> remotely close to me <laughs> didn't say hi nothing hey, hold on hold on First of all, Cashin yeah. is like two and a half hours away from Norman across <laughs> the city. I would have met you in the middle. Hey, Siri, play find out who my friends are. <laughs> Second of all, I was I was I was carpooling with my wife who had other uh, obligations in the area all weekend long. So I was basically stuck at the hotel for about 36 oh, hours. Oh, oh, so oh, your wife that's also that's a friend fair. of mine? 
when the wife when the oh, wife's goodness. involved, all bets are off. Um, I do have one, and I and Spencer had a really cool experience, but I needed to give one more shout out. We just tweeted it out um, earlier today, but our good friend Marcus Lemon, who we went out uh, to Karsten Creek with, and you guys heard from a couple weeks ago, shot his age um, down at Alamosa, Colorado, up in Alamosa, Colorado. I guess for you guys, over, um, but shot a sixty-five, had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twenty birdies. Uh, so congratulations <laughs> to Marcus, one of the best players I have ever seen with me own eyes. Um, really, really cool. I uh, love that guy and, and really excited for him. Hope he has a great rest of the trip, but we had a really cool experience, um, that we posted about quite a bit down in, I guess it was in Oklahoma city area. I actually don't know where it is, but Spencer, take it away. Um, with the random golf club scramble. Tell us all about that. Yeah. So if you guys have ever heard of random golf club, it's an organization ran by Eric Anders Lang, uh, formerly of California. He's recently moved down to Austin. Uh, if you ever get on YouTube, you can check out his videos. Uh, so so he still lives in California. Yeah, yeah essentially. Basically. Um, gotcha. California South. But he does do series where he does like a, a, a breaking course and he usually has a pretty decent player on there that tries to break 80 at courses. So TJ, you, you'd relate to that. Um, I did. <laughs> uh, Successfully. But no, they're, they're doing a tour right now. They're right in the thick of it. But you saw it all on our Twitter, on, on, our, on our Instagram and everything like that. They're doing a thing called the Mad Scramble Tour. 22 days started on Monday, August 7th in Oklahoma City. They drove up. They've got a big branded uh, tour bus and everything. It was super cool. They stopped in at uh, Oak Tree Country Club on the East Course. Shout out Fosdick. Man, I should have came in the golf shop. Should have seen you. My apologies, buddy. Uh, But me and one of my buddies from my hometown, Braddock Abernathy, we got to go playing it, ran into – David Jones, while we were there, ran into nice. uh, a listener came up. Jacob, I do not remember uh, your last name. Shoot mm. us a DM on Twitter or Instagram if uh, if you're listening. You said you listened, so uh, shoot a message, and we want to get you some swag sent out there, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, the whole premise of the event is to go into a town. You play nine-hole scramble after work, almost like 5 o'clock to sundown, and it is a uh, – as many people that sign up play scramble in Oklahoma city, it was 85 people. And you think, Oh, 85 person scramble. No, no, no. 85 people per hole scramble. You literally go on the first tee box. You saw the pictures from us and we're circling it. Everyone's teeing off. You're just doing waves of like five people. Um, super, super cool event. It was one where everyone was kind of like in their own uh, little like huddles starting off. Uh, met some people just from all over, not even Oklahoma City. They're uh, a baseball player from Oklahoma State. Uh, man, he, he had a rough go the first two tee boxes. It was not great. I mean, we're talking uh, <laughs> teeing off like five feet from the um, Met a guy that was a, a basketball coach up in uh, Pennsylvania or no, Michigan. Um met some people that recognize the brand, everything like that. So it was super cool. Uh, met the group, half of the Gunga tour for those of you that are in the Oklahoma city Metro and, and have heard of the Gunga tour, Dan Stockton, shout out. He's uh, he's been playing over in uh, North Carolina, playing tobacco road over the weekend. So a uh, big shout out to him. We're looking to do some partnerships with the Gunga tour here in the near future. If they ever plan a tournament not on an OSU home game, but um so yeah, 85 people, you're all hitting the same shot. Super cool. You end up just kind of lining the fairway and everyone just basically shooting from a distance there. I have a question. How creative yeah. did you have to get with your with your ball markings so that you knew which ball was yours? Um, 
uh, I didn't really worry about that. I had a sleeve of like OSU branded balls in my bag. And so I just kind of relied on that. And uh, yeah, actually that was kind of a crappy deal on the second hole. I bladed a shot and then uh, the cart girl came up right behind us. And I thought, well, this is a great time to get a cold beer. And so I went and did that and someone took my ball. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of whatever, but that's surprising that somebody in Oklahoma city would want an Oklahoma state branded ball. I'm, I'm sure the only person out there that had that. Well, I mean, it's weird. They would want to have like a used Titleist ball. <laughs> What did the uh, eighty-five person scramble shoot on those nine holes? Um, it was eleven under. Hmm. Yeah. Pencil whipped. How did how yeah. does putting work <laughs> with that? Because you're obviously not running eighty-five one after another for an hour and a half while you all put out shots. Uh, well, so I it... didn't. I didn't roll a putt the whole time. It was kind of an somebody just kind of make it and go. Whoever whoever shot got selected as uh, the putt we let them go first. Um, gotcha. And it really only became an issue on the par five. Um, what hole would that have been? The fourth four. hole? Yeah. On four going up over the, over the Creek with the train car over the cart path. Um, that one took like 25 people. Uh, it was, got a little deflating. I was actually like knelt down trying to catch the, the winning, uh, like the putt as it fell in the one that we posted on Twitter. That was not it. That guy left it in it short. What you see on Twitter is how short he left the putt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my, my knees gave out. I had to, I had to get up. And that, that one, I did go get my putter. I thought, well, if I need to save the day, I'll do it. But someone beat me to it. So uh, it was good for them. <laughs> no, I think that's cool. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a very big advocate for, shaking up the game of golf and doing fun stuff and Mm -hmm. you know two-man scrambles and wearing hoodies on the course and you know all these controversial crazy things um but i thought that was a really cool concept i wasn't super sold on what sounded like a four and a half hour round of nine holes after work but um sounds like it went really well so that's really cool i'm gonna have to watch for them coming through dfw because i hope he does at some point it it was it was really cool. I, I'm I'm pretty golf traditionalist. I'm not a hoodie on the course guy. Uh, I don't like Jordans on the course. Wow. Um, just, yeah. Just say my name. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you felt that personally. Um, <laughs> but for for that event, it was it was honestly one of the most fun times I've had on a golf course, maybe ever. It was genuinely a blast, and I, I think it was just it could have been one of those where if you didn't make the most of it then uh then you wouldn't have had fun but you know we we saw some familiar faces i it was super great to see david jones um mm-hmm. and he was he was repping rdgc uh hard for us he had the towel he had the sticker on the uh, on the water bottle he's got a walker trolley i'm super sold on getting one of those my wife is not because of the price tag sure but, um <laughs> and, and he was out there i, I walked up uh you know if, if you've been to oak tree country club they've got like kind of the cart path that goes up they've got the practice green there to the left of it clubhouse to the right and i walked up and i saw a guy on the putting green i immediately looked at braddock and i said oh that's david jones and (laughs) if you guys know david jones if you know soup you know how he dresses was he wearing pink uh yes about three different shades sure yep (laughs) love it baby Uh, yeah uh He was he was the crowd favorite for sure. I'm sure, and everyone was. was all in on it. Every shot he hit, everyone. Was, Soup. It was awesome. I uh so, 
I have, you were talking about growing the game and, and shaking things up. And I have something I want to add about what I'm doing coming up next week. But uh, Brendan, did you want to talk about your weekend of golf or Jared? Did you, t- did you surprise anybody and play golf? <laughs> uh, no, I, I am children's hospital or the children's health foundation. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, there was not, uh, not a whole lot to talk about. We had match play at the club. I did match play the first day. If you lost, which I did, um, had one of those days that I was on track for 85 to 90. Uh, we are a par 70 course, so it was just really bad. Drives all over the place, couldn't chip, made a couple of putts. That was it. Um, and got pretty much run off the course by a really nice guy, Chris Ludgate, fantastic dude. Um, and so at that point, all the losers in the flights go into the stroke play, um, which is net. And I ended up winning that and shooting a 76 net 72. So kind of one of those days that doesn't make any sense based on what happened the day before, but it's why we play. So a lot of yeah. fun. Nice. Like Moral victories, baby. <laughs> what'd you say it sounds like they should have gave you more than four strokes yeah yeah no kidding. <laughs> that's but. a shame uh i uh okay so I, i'll do this really quick and then we'll, we got to go to break i know jared uh next week so not this week but next i'm flying out to las vegas on sunday oh playing in the oki scramble i don't know if any of you have heard of the oki scramble before but it's very cool i bet we have listeners or followers who are going to go out there as well and if you are please say hi uh, so it's a three-day event. You fly out Sunday. It's a two-man scramble. You play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The three courses there at the Paiute Resort on the northwest side of Vegas. You play your three rounds, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You fly back Thursday. Uh, I'm playing with my dad. We're going to have a lot of fun. We played a few years ago before COVID, and we haven't been back since because of COVID. Uh, really excited. Two-man scramble. We tee off at like 8 a.m. They take like five hours. It's a super long day, but lots of fun. We're staying at the Four Queens, which is on Fremont. If you've ever stayed on Fremont Street, you know that's a trip. Yep. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's pretty affordable. I can't remember the exact price, but if you're looking for like something to do with a buddy, this is a great event. Uh, they they post the registration. They open it up like in November, December, and it fills up in like th- two weeks. It fills up hmm. really fast. Uh, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, just looking at it, it looks like it is an Oklahoma-based scramble. That's correct. So why why is it in Vegas? In Vegas, yeah. So I think it's I think it the guys who run it are that it's like an older group of guys who've been playing together forever, and I think they've just kind of moved it around and eventually settled on Vegas. And I think Vegas gives them a really good deal. We we're playing in Vegas in like the end of August, so like nobody's playing golf. <laughs> yeah, there. sure. Uh, They're so, begging you to come to the yeah, four hundred so. degrees outside. It's their. They said it's their biggest event all year, though. I mean, regardless of the time wow. of year. So yeah, Oklahoma uh, comes out huge. and parties and so last a couple of the the time we played, pretty much everybody I talked to was from Oklahoma. One group that we were paired with were from Pinehurst. Both the guys were from Pinehurst, North Carolina, and they were flying out to Vegas to play in the Oki Scramble. So not everybody's from Oklahoma, but pretty much the majority of people are from Oklahoma. So it's a really cool event. They started an Oki quota as well, and they play that. Last year they played it at Windstar. I don't know if they play this year at Shangri-La or what their plan is, but there is another one that they play Very cool as well. So pretty Who, fun. Who'd you say you're playing with? My dad. Very good. So, I, yep. Just just looking at the itinerary, the very first thing off the top of the list is intriguing. Welcome reception at Binion's Longhorn Ballroom with That's heavy right. hors d'oeuvres and cash bar. That's, That's what right. I'm talking about. That's right. If, if we were going a little bit earlier, we'd be able to watch the World Series of Poker. I think this where they used to do that. Oh, with beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 
Well, now I have another thought. Two thoughts. Number one, World Series of Poker needs to get a better trophy than a bracelet. This will not be discussed at this time, but they've got to change <laughs> something here. Number two, I think a two-man scramble is, in my opinion, outside of just playing your own ball, anything else, shamble, any other game, I think a two-man scramble is the most fun hmm. you can have on a golf course. It is a, a blast. Four-man scramble is terrible. Give me a two-man scramble all day. So much fun. Yeah, I think two-man scramble three to four man shamble four man scramble in that order yeah so, yeah i mean i just i it's it's so much more fun and it polices itself right you've got two groups you know a foursome is, is two teams and trade the scorecards at the beginning and keep each other score i mean it's just the, it's so much yep. easier than a four man scramble totally and, oh somebody else shot a 41 again great like it yep. just we we've got to change something and this anyway. is this There's is my hand, hot take it's handicapped so like our, our handicaps are combined i can't remember what we're playing off of i think like a one or a two my dad's like a eight i think i'm playing off of like a plus half or something like that so i don't know how they got to one or two but uh maybe the maybe the take average them and then take like 60%. probably that's probably a big, that's a big thing yeah um, so and they and they adjust fun, they adjust after every round too so if you play poorly you get some more strokes the next day if you play well you you lose some strokes, so it's a good time. That's uh, cool. you, You'll have to share that next year when it goes live. Yes, I'm sure you did this year. I just missed it. So. Nope, nope. I will do it this time. There good you go. stuff, boys. We got to get a break. We'll come back with our picks after this on the Red Dirt Golf Hour 1077 The Franchise. Welcome back inside the Red Dirt Golf Hour as we close out this week, uh, guys. Uh, some other stuff that's going on around the world of golf. U.S. Amateur just got started. I think TJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we we have quite a few local connections that are competing once again this year as is the norm yes yes we do we have quite a few and i've probably missed some because there's so many this year but i went through and favorited all the names i recognized just through the first scroll so these are through monday night scores so through one round so how they do it is they play one round at cherry hills the main host they play one round at Colorado Golf Club, which is the other host. So that's how they work. And then I believe they cut. And then I think the final, the third round is at, or the last two rounds are at Cherry Hills. And then they do match play. So there's a cut, then they do another cut, and then there's match play. So sounds about right. Uh, we'll start off with the non-local guys. Shout out Shane Bacon, media personality. Uh, did not play well. He shot eight over at Colorado Golf Club, which I think is and 80 he shot 80 so mm. he is tied for 256th what'd you shoot this weekend 79 <laughs> i beat shane Bacon. there you go i'm better than shane sorry Bacon. shane <laughs> sorry about that shane uh okay so here's some other guys uh ben lorenz sooner tied for fourth she got four under at colorado golf club jonas baumgartner german oklahoma state even uh drew goodman christian heritage sooner two over is Blake Trimble from here? I favored his name. Is he from here? There's a Carson Trimble from the area. I thought maybe they were related anyway. If he's from here, he shot five. Well, we could Google that. Yep, you could. Uh, you let me know. Ryder Cowan, Luke Kluver, Stephen Campbell. Yeah. Blake Trimble of Southwestern Christian. There you go. He shot he's five. Head coach over. at Southwestern Christian. Oh, good for him. He shot five over. So uh, see if he can ch- turn it around on Tuesday's round. But yeah, Ryder Cowan. Luke Kluver, Stephen Campbell, two Sooners and a Sooner signee, all shot six over. Mm. So, really, 
Ben Lorenz and Jonas Baumgartner through Monday scores are the ones that look okay. And then uh, Drew Goodman's there. Uh, if you're wondering, after Monday's rounds, Chinese Samson Yunhe, Sam Samson Yunhe, Samson Yunhe Zhang, six hundred. Wow. Yeah. He's so, leading. He's leading at six hundred. So there you go. There's your U.S. amateur through Monday leaderboard. Yeah. How but, how old were you guys when you learned what Southwestern Christian University was in Bethany, Oklahoma? Because I was thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Come on, never now. once heard of that place. That's uh, that's on. where Dave Bliss was the head coach, the head basketball coach, after he came back from. That's nice. His, uh, his hiatus. Well, that lasted all of about half a season, I think. I, I'm sure that means something, but uh, I had no idea that place existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Blake actually follows us on Twitter. I think uh, he's a friend of the of the red dirt golf brand. And so best of luck to Blake. Um, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. You jerk Spencer. Come on, Spencer. <laughs> I've seen the name on Twitter. I just didn't know that Southwestern Christian. I didn't know that Bethany had a college. Oh, uh, they, have, they two. have multiple Southern Nazarene. Okay. Really? Wow. Okay. It, it, it How like, long have you lived in the Oklahoma like city area? I live in Cashin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to get to our picks before we close this one out tonight. Let's get to our picks because you guys just royally butchered this last week. Sorry, everyone, for not being available last week. Um, but this week, so with the St. Jude, Jared went with Victor Hovland. Let's recap. Brendan went with John Rom, TJ with Big Tone, Tony Finau. I went with uh, BDR, Ricky Fowler. That gives Jared four points. Brendan got three, TJ one with Big Tone. I got two with Ricky Fowler. That's also our order for the season long standing of Jared 50.5, Brendan 49, TJ 45 and a half, Spencer 44.5. TJ, we are running out of room. I feel like I was just leading. Is the math you, wrong? You led for like half a week in the middle of the season, TJ. You've been the cellar dweller for most of the year. I led for two weeks. Thank you. <laughs> the The math was wrong because you did it wrong last week. That I don't think your math is mathing. Oh, my uh, math is mathing. Is this an appropriate time to talk? Start talking about prizes for our champion. This year, because I think well, I'm, more, I'm more interested in what last place has to do. I agree. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not taking the ACT, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do the uh, Waffle House challenge. Yeah, I'll do that. I love waffles. We yeah. could. Uh, do y'all have? Do y'all have, have Tiger? Instead of Waffle House challenge, it's going to be a um, 24 hour cheese pizza challenge. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, in, in, in lactose for Spencer's lactose. In, ca- <laughs> in, in, cash in, in cash, it'll just be mom's diner challenge or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever mom and pop shop you got on um, there. Uh, no, they had a coincidentally had a also good... flour and fennel and it's a pizza joint. And it's... <laughs> they, had, they had very, very good pizza that, that filled us up before Karsten. I will it, give them that. It's It, it uh, destroys me. We're talking through a wool sock and not hit a fiber. Oh my goodness! Uh, we let's get to picks. This is this is going right through a fast. screen door. Um, I am as I am soon to be our season long champion. I'm going to go ahead and pick first, uh, and this might be the easiest easiest pick I make all year because this guy is the two time defending champion, 
at the BMW. He finished, um, I guess, runner-up. He finished second in a playoff last week to our guy, Lucas Glover. It's going to be Patrick Cantlay. He is plus 1,000 to win, but it, he will win this for the third year in a row and firmly solidify his chances to be the season-long FedEx Cup champion. That is disgusting. Maybe he can learn to play faster like a BMW. Yeah, that's bad. Anybody that applies sunscreen like that, I, no. Wait, how does he apply sunscreen? What did I miss? He He's just... Go, just look up a picture. He's oh, His face oh. is... It's oh, okay. creepy. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant like the way he puts it on. No, I. It's probably that's probably weird. <laughs> the too. way he, I don't know. The way he massages <laughs> the lotion. Into he goes his counter. Skin. He goes counterclockwise. It's really weird. No, uh, it's, uh, he's just a weird guy. I don't know. Uh, I'm next, right? He probably does it slowly too. Yeah, you're next. Yeah, yeah, real yes. slowly and doesn't break eye contact. Real weird. Uh, all right, the lotion I, in the basket. This is not the easiest pick I've made all year, um, but. I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get weird here, boys. I'm going Tommy. Give me Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Lad. Um, yeah, no no wins ever, so it's great. It's a great week to have one. Um, let's let's do that. Give me Tommy. So weird, weird tournament because this one the BMW rotates every year, so that that has not been at Olympia Fields, and I don't know how long. Uh, great golf course, though. You're not about to make your pick, are you? Well, I was just reiterating to jared that you know he's won it two years in a row but it wasn't at the same golf course yeah so. no i understand that i understand I almost, that i also you were almost about picked... to jump in front of me and make your pick i mean i'm leading i'm beating you i almost well but I... you also finished fourth last week we go in order the previous week not season long total Don't. sorry sorry normally i would know that but you haven't been here in so long i forgot the rules <laughs> okay okay i do want to note that i almost picked max homa and then i realized that olympia fields illinois is not in california so uh just <laughs> just notes for everybody going forward yeah it's not <laughs> well go ahead. i'm gonna go third go ahead third place I'm gonna go with the guy that uh has had a pretty bounce back season not quite the the degree of ricky fowler but i'm gonna go with uh jordan spieth uh, I went Ricky Fowler last week. Uh, he got me in third place. So that's just Ricky, Ricky MO there. But I'm going to go with the other bounce back candidate of the year uh, and go Jordan Spieth. Is it my turn? It's your turn now. You're fourth. Thank you very much. Uh, so <laughs> uh, shout out. First off, we have four local guys that are playing in the second leg of the postseason. Taylor Moore, who's playing really good golf. Javi. Wyndham Clark, of course, and then Ricky is is also there. So we got four local dudes to pay attention to as we go this week. I know he was picked last week by Jared, I think, but I'm going to go with Victor Hovland. Think he think he's a good fit for the golf course. He's bound to win at some point. He's been playing so good. I think that was actually similar to what Jared said last week. Bound to win at some point. Got to think it's here, trending the right direction. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that. Oh, uh, Illinois. Uh, their 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 team is orange. OSU is orange. <laughs> Advanced analytics. Uh, yeah. do not stretch. bring up Brad Underwood. Don't you yeah, do it? Brad Underwood oh, was there when Victor was there. What a snake! Everyone, go mow your lawn tonight. <laughs> Snakes what in the a, grass. What a way to close this one out. What? Oh, Shout out Brad Underwood, baby. Uh oh, anything else, boys, before we go? Um, I will not be here next week because I'll be at the Oki Scramble, but I will be happy to provide a recap in the following week, which is after the uh, tour championship. So 
look forward to that. Uh, no, I don't think we have anything else. I think we hey, covered it well. You, hey, we're getting close, boys. College football is about to come up. Big yeah. season ahead. I saw the first game. commercial for college game day, and I, I teared up. I'm ready. I, I, I usually ready. Uh, I usually am reserved on Tuesday nights for um, really not doing anything. It was always like homework night in college. And so uh, as an adult, that's turned into where there's just nothing on TV. There's no Monday night football. There's no Wednesday night action. There's uh, no Thursday game on ESPN. So please continue to tune in. You, you, you know, don't have anything going on on Tuesday. Nothing football. better than the Red Gert, so Dirt Golf in. Hour. You know, I yeah. bet. Uh, you know who I bet really enjoyed him some action. Speaking of uh, probably a little a little sprinkle here and there on some gambling. Phil Mickelson. We didn't even talk mm. about that in this episode. Poor guy. Oh my goodness. He's not poor. Poor, but... poor guy. What yeah. are we? I mean, he's not poor, but I mean, he's just degenerate. He loves him some some gambling. So him and Bruce Arlen. wow oh let's get out of here boys that'll do it for this week's edition of the red dirt golf hour want to give a quick thoughts and prayers to the Tui family hope that all works out for you down there in Ole Miss (laughs) we'll see you next week right here on the red dirt golf hour